It's the union of the unwanted. He's a man. <laughs> I'm a woman. Bring up the screen. Make sure everything's going well. Mike, did you see that uh, our guy Jay Dyer was on InfoWars today? Oh, absolutely. Oh, and we are live, everyone. Live. Union of the Unwanted. Live. 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 Yeah, and, and the Ripple Effect podcast got a little plug because I tuned in to see Jay Dyer on, and then I Alex s- Jones brought up his uh, his page, and I didn't realize he still had our interview on top of his page. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm on uh, InfoWars. I saw that. You got a nice little uh, freebie little, out of it. Yeah, a little plug. I love that, dude. I'm glad Alex Jones is... Uh giving you some love, giving us some love, and giving Jay Dyer some love. Jay Dyer's uh, great at what he does, and it's, like, real fun. And uh, you know what, man? I just thought, I was just, like, thinking about that big uh, event we did and, like, who I forgot. I just, I wish I would have remembered Edge of Wonder and the Grimerica guys. That's who I wish I would have remembered to have them on there because they would be great to have on the show as well. So I, I called them and apologized. And I know uh, Ryan from The Last American Vagabond wanted to be on. He had internet problems. Whitney Webb, oh. similar thing. And then uh, I know Richard Grove uh, and, and Brett Vanat from uh, The School Sucks Project uh, all wanted to be on if we did another one. I mean, so I guess let's get... What do you, how did you guys feel about that whole, uh, that whole thing? What do you think uh, we got out of it? Like, what, what did you think of the, the discussion and, and whatnot? I think I really carried everybody. You know, yeah. I really was. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we were just talking about that off air. Yes, <laughs> we were getting all techie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was great, man. I thought uh, it was cool to see everybody excited to be with each other, and you know, we got some really great names on there. So I thought it was great, and I thought it was um, a great, you know, first step. Yeah. I agree. I, I think what, what I got out of it, especially with the uh, the talk and uh, James Corbett's opinion, is that keeping decentralized is the key. And if we can so happen, it just so happen to funnel people to one area by gobbling up their stuff and, and maybe presenting it in an interesting way, so be it. But let everyone do their own thing. And if we can, I don't, I, I don't want to force anybody to a, a platform, but if we can get them to voluntarily sign up to have their content displayed somewhere. Great. But it was a nice conversation between everyone. Yeah. I thought it was nice that uh, the way James was, was laying it out was it was like, everybody be responsible for your own stuff. That doesn't mean every man for himself. Yeah. You know, everybody can, can help each other out, support each other and do those, those sorts of things that we need. But at the same time, like make sure that you're taking care of your own um, you know, your own website and your own, uh, platforms and your own content, you're responsible for that. But, you know, let's all acknowledge that we're in this, you know, if you want to talk about, we're all in it together, the whole COVID thing that of course is utter dog shit. Cause we're not in it together with everybody else. Cause everyone's got a different opinion, but, but we in the alternative media, we're most definitely all in this together the, in, in it, meaning overt censorship in a variety of different ways that is not just limiting uh, the message, which is the most important part, but it's also limiting our ability to make a living doing this or at least just barely survive doing it. So even that's been been taken out. So um, I thought it was great to get everybody in one spot and and share some interesting ideas. I, I 
one thing I came away with is that I am technologically retarded and I'm really glad that everyone else isn't because they're able to, you know, go into the details about what actually works and how, how these these internet protocols that are that are that seem to be a better solution for getting around censorship. So I, I thought it was a, a like you said, Sam, it was a really good first conversation. It got a lot of people thinking, and um, but it's not the it's not the last one that we'll have to do. Well, I had James on yesterday, and I haven't got the podcast up yet, but I, I plan on doing it very soon. And you know, we kind of talked about it again, and. You know, one thing that I was telling him that I talked about on the podcast, and I think we all agree is super necessary, is it's great that everybody has their own platforms. But the problem is, like, how are you going to find a James Corbett? How are you going to find a Tinfoil Hat podcast or Charlie or Mike's show? How are you going to find these things if we don't find a way to bypass you know, YouTube and, and Google and all that stuff, because they're obviously not suggesting our shows and they're obviously not going to help us in any way, uh, shape or form. So, you know, having something like a app or a, a channel or something that's constantly streaming um, alternative media uncensored, you know, kind of like what Mike's been working on recently. You know, I brought up the Truth Seeker app, you know, it obviously isn't very great or, or good. <laughs> and but it's kind of a idea of what something could be, you know, a somewhere where you can get suggestions. We basically want, and James, Corb James Corbett said it yesterday, and it's true, we basically want something like YouTube when it first was YouTube, when you could really go down rabbit holes where I could, I could run into, you know, uh, the OBDM podcast. And then next thing you know, to Tinfoil Hat podcast is being suggested on the right, you know, and I click on that and, I, and I'm listening to Sam and then I get another suggestion, something like that. So uh, I think... Stuff like that is a great idea. What Mike's doing on DLive, I think, is a great idea, too, because you might go on and just know that there's a bunch of cool shows and might be exposed to other people's work. So uh, I think all those things are great ideas. But I, I don't think that we can just do it completely on our own, like Charlie's saying. I think we need we do need to help each other because it's it is... It, the fight is against people who have all the power, people who have all the control and, and all the sites that get all the traffic. So it's like we have to come together and find alternatives to consume alternative media. And if we can do something like we talked about, I mean, I think we all agreed on the call. It is really important for everybody to have their own website, their own accounts or whatever, but find a way to feed that all to one spot where you can get exposed to all those other accounts and websites and stuff like that. Does that make sense, Mike? That's all, that's exactly what I'm working on. So after yeah, so after that's what you're working on, Mike. What you're doing is <laughs> what I've done so I far. I know I'm getting all these emails, and I'm like, man, I know it's cool, but I don't know what the fuck it is. So <laughs> so what I what I have and what Join I'll be, the club. What I'll be testing this weekend is that I have an application, a program that will go out to brokensimulation.com, grab the twelve most recent posts. Uh, get the URLs from YouTube, download those videos, put them in a playlist, and restream it to DLive, like our own TV station. I mean, I'm using Broken Simulation basically as the database. So that's step one. The step two would be doing the same thing with podcasts. I'll be grabbing everyone's podcast feed, who wants to, downloading it and sharing them. And the idea is also to grab the artwork and the description of everyone to build like a rabbit hole app. Uh, so that's my phase two or that's three. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. And I knew that's exactly why I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about because <laughs> that's some advanced shit. And I, I love that, dude. That is great. <laughs> and that's what necessary, you know, I, I, 
you know, back to what James was saying, I do, you know, I, I know that there were people on that call that have some people with heavy pockets trying to develop their thing. I know that Jimmy Dore didn't join us, but he has somebody. Tommy G has somebody. Ben uh, has somebody. Uh, but you should build your own shit. They should 100% have their own shit. But like Ricky was saying, we need somewhere where, like, you know, where you can discover other content you really like without mm -hmm. it burying it and without the front page being ESPN yeah. and MSNBC and CNN and even Fox News. It's like, I, dude, it's like, I cannot believe how everybody is just blowing Fox News right now. It's just like, Dude, don't forget what happened in 9-11. They, the, they led the charge on weapons of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. Why are we moving on from that? We should never move on from that. We should always be like, yeah, this Obama stuff, but guess what? The Bushes are just as bad, too. So, uh, Mike, I love what you're doing. I think it's great. And, uh, man, I'm really excited to see how it all turns out. Yeah, so it's, this uh, it's 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 fun to work on some interesting technical challenges, but I I just like uh, making something go. It's cool to have your own radio. It's almost like a pirate radio station, you know, with your friends. Yeah. So you're just throwing something out there. It's it's fun. So is it similar to like what Media Monarchy does, James Evan Pilato? Because he has like a twenty four seven radio station, right? That yeah, it's yeah something similar to that. Uh, video has its own technical challenges, um, but what the app will be is you'll be able to go to a website. And my goal is to make it look like iTunes, but for conspiracy, paranormal, and alt media. I love that, dude. That's the awesome. The key is shininess, yes. dude. That's what I think is the key to everything because everybody is like, they. that's the whole thing. It's like all these great websites have like a very like, we're just starting. Nobody remembers YouTube when it first started and how it looked. It looked like, you know, I mean, at the very beginning, what BitChute looks like and all these other guys look like. No one remembers that. And it was through, like, the truth community that this YouTube blew up. And now we're getting, like, excommunicated. We, we got to do something that kind of has a little shine to it to catch people's eyes because we're all just monkeys with wearing sneakers and we just like shiny objects. So I think it's great, Mike, what you're doing. I'm excited to see how it looks. Shiny and suggestive. You, I like the, th the thing about YouTube that was so great was that I didn't know what I wanted to watch necessarily, but I found it because it would, you know, after the video ended, I'd have eight different options and I would say, oh, that looks cool. And so I would find a, a video that I didn't even know I wanted to watch until it was suggested to me. And it might be from somebody that I didn't even know anything about until it was suggested to me. And then I found that. And, you know, so if someone asked me, how do you know about tinfoil hat and OBDM? My answer is, I don't know. I have no idea how I came to ripple effect and all these things. I don't know. I just saw him one day, clicked on it, liked it. So it needs to, it needs to work in a way that it puts these you know, all these options in front of your eyeballs and then lets you pick something that YouTube has obviously gone away with, uh, from us. So, um, so it has to learn, it has to learn what you like first. So that, I mean, everyone's, anybody who signs up is going to have to have a profile. So my unique, uh, recommendation, uh, kind of like X factor, like YouTube uses like what you watched recently and to, to predict what you want. I'm going to include something else. I'm going to include your astrological sign. So if you're a tourist, you're more likely to go towards dude, something else. that is so funny, man. That is so funny, dude. 
Yeah, it's an X fact. It'd be interesting to see how that works because uh, as a Sagittarius, I might be attracted to more Gemini kind of stuff. Dude, <laughs> I'm serious. So... I'm dead serious. <laughs> Guys, if we were the A team, who is everybody? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you're Mer- I'd like uh, to be... you're Hannibal. I, well, I'm the guy with the. Am I Mr. T? Since I had oh, yeah, a phone yeah, at yeah. one point. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be, but I have a feeling I'd be Murdoch. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, like, I like to smoke cigars. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, you organize everything. I like that. <laughs> so, Ernest, you look like George Papard. Which Which your favorite A <laughs> team character? Ernest, you there, bud? Are you at Pork Fest? He can't hear us. I don't know what's going on. But uh, but the lizard so, people. <laughs> but that that app is a a great idea, and it does you know like Sam said, even if other people develop similar apps, it doesn't all have to. I mean, there's Spotify, there's Pandora, there's you know there's competition, and that's that's all right. But we we definitely, I mean, the one thing that we all agreed on was that aspect of it. I mean, the, some of the stuff that I thought was kind of silly, I, I shouldn't say silly because I, I don't I don't want to be rude, but w- what a what I mean is like some of the stuff about like finding codes to try to get this stuff on Facebook. Like don't use a I use a, you know, like that's not a bad idea, but the problem is like, we're still ignoring the fact that like we're, we're basically attempting to use the platform instead of saying, let's find alternatives to the platform, you know? And it's like, cause either way, they're going to find a way to, to figure out our little tricks. And next thing you know, we're going to be stuck in the same place again. So it's like, instead of, you know, people like Jason Burmis, uh, I was on Ernest's uh, show last week and we were talking about how uh, he, he told me that Luke from We Are Change is constantly telling him how he has like, a, he has another backup channel and all this stuff. And Ernest is like, just get off YouTube. Like stop getting backup channels. Just get off, like all your content can't all be on YouTube. I mean, look what happened to Sam. You know, everything just disappeared. If he didn't have backups or whatever, like, or some, if he didn't have broken simulation, like, we'd be, he'd be screwed. You know, people wouldn't be able to get the, the videos. You know, man, it's like, uh, here's my whole thing. It's like, you ask yourself. And you don't have the um, audio coming in. You, oh. you hear us, Ernest? Ernest? On. We can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. You can't hear us. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody know sign language? <laughs> hey, well, my whole thing is as he figures it out. I just want to say that, uh, you know, I mean, the question is, if Alex Jones could be back on YouTube, would Alex go back on YouTube? Yes. And he, yes. Yeah, yes. We hear you. We, we hear you. Can hear you. We hear you. Yes. We hear you. We hear you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Ernest came on to talk to us about tech. While he's having technical issues. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, so my whole thing is like, I know Alex Jones, if given a chance, he'd go back to YouTube. It's the marketplace. But like Alex Jones has banned TV, you have to have both. So we need to, you know, I don't think anybody's like, oh, I'm leaving YouTube. Well, that'd be stupid to do that because you should ride that for as long as you can ride that because that's where the marketplace is. But we need an alternative place where people on YouTube be like, hey, dude, where's your videos? Yeah, they kicked me off. I'm over here. And then they could go over there, and but then they could find all your shows too. So that's kind of my thought. I mean, to leave YouTube would be dumb, in my opinion. I agree. But I think we should be, be able to start finding out these other uh, solutions to 
these problems. That's I, I think we need a second place for everybody to meet up. You know, well, I think th they all should be tools that we take advantage of. I mean, I don't like YouTube. I don't like Twitter, and Fa I mean, I really don't like Facebook. But it would be silly of me to not use it while I still have it to at least advertise you know this show or any other articles or anything else i mean even if they're limiting my reach if one person gets exposed to it you know it's kind of worth doing you know it is a free service why not you know so um you know like you said we have other platforms other alternatives but if we can continue to use those other huge platforms in any way whatsoever to our benefit why not yeah, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And, you know, I think we just got to just, I think the, I mean, the way the fans reacted to all of us meeting together was like pretty awesome. Like they're my, it was like their, their WrestleMania, you know, they were just so excited that all of us were like under one show. And I, 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 I think we should do another one of those. Think about all the people we'd invite to the first one, bring them on the second one. And, just keep doing that because I think I, well, think, I think those it was nice for fans. It'd be nice. It was nice for fans to realize that like, oh, we're all in this together. Like the whole everybody that I like, like these guys are, you know, they're all together. They might have different views on certain things, but when it comes down to it, they all have each other's back. And to see that unity, because as we know, in the alternative media world, there is sometimes divide because I don't believe lasers took down Tower 7 or whatever it may like, be, you know. <laughs> you know, but people have a, a slightly chill. Different... <laughs> <I'm> chill. <laughs> I think one of the one of the funniest parts of that that uh, whole podcast was Gordo at the end. I, I think Sam was uh was gone when he's like he's like yeah I, I get uh, demonetized. I don't even go hard. I don't even talk about Jews. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that that was hysterical. Is uh my is... favorite. Go on. Sorry, is is uh, Ernest ready? Is he there? He's there. Oh no. Okay. Oh, one minute. Okay. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can hear you, Ernest. Put it through my headset. It's going through the speaker on the whatever. I can deal with it. Okay. Awesome. Well, Ernest, you wanna? So we were talking about how uh, the last podcast went. The one when we had the whole swap cast with everybody together. Uh, Mike is actually in the process of. Well, Mike, you want to do a better job of explaining what what uh what you're doing? Oh, uh, just when it comes to everything we talked about. Uh, currently, I'm just uh, creating a few scripts and programs to uh, stream to one D Live channel. So all, all this, I just kind of suck up all the uh, content that we currently produce and stream it to one channel, like our own radio station. Then I, I spun up a server. I got uh, an interplanetary file system node on my second server. And I just downloaded the uh, the, the desktop for the uh, IPFS. And so I got the desktop. I got the browser thing. I'm just kind of going through the command lines and uh, figuring out how to use it and to back it up. But it's all part of the a collection of technologies that we will be using as the mainstream technology continues to collapse. Yeah, you already know more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an IT guy. I was asked, we're at Port Fest, and Derek's uh, over there. He goes, eh, you know, uh, let me know when these guys are ready, ready. You know, we can work on it. What we've done with the IPFS, we set the servers and so on that we're accumulating all our data. So what happens is 
we have the uh, Freedom's Phoenix and Corbett and Pirates and so on. We accumulate all the data, so we, we formatted it and showed that it could be done and everything, but then we haven't really worked on that part that much because we're all the data. But on freedomsphoenix.com, any article that's over 24 hours old, it So we have, you know, we, we've got the back end done and ready, and it's just, there's, uh, we keep working on making it more seamless and do what we want by archiving, archiving all our data. But it's not like a plug and play for somebody to come in and do it. If you guys needed help, you know, we can make sure that happens. But we've been busting butt working on a lot for us. I mean, there's only a few of us, and we're just kicking ass. But this, if you guys went and researched it a little bit, talk about it. What do you guys think? What have you? I, I like it. So for me, uh, I, as I download videos and as I download our podcasts, I'm going to be adding them to the IPSF as a backup. Um, so currently they exist everywhere. It's, it's someday they may not be, but as of right now, so I'm, I'm using it as a fallback. Like this is our, this is our trench and I'm backing things up to that last trench, which is the IPFS. Um, as I discover how to use it more, uh, I'll be uh, telling Charlie and Sam and and even Ricky how to use this and what it what it, what it means. <laughs> That's great, dude. I love tech comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing that you know, uh, Ricky, we did a, a show. We were talking about you get to spend time on the show. You kind of get an idea what we're up to and you know our philosophy and everything. But the main thing is, I was really looking for two things. One no censorship that whatever I put up, it's there forever and always. And they can suck it. There is no platform to take down that. Once I understood that it could do that, we spent years setting this up to where your mama. Then the other thing was, um, hailing frequencies invisible to the crown. That's uh, we're talking to a horizon guy over here. And I remember when Rob Vigione came on my show years ago and at the end of an hour, interview he i was like look i just want pirate communication i don't even want you know the crown to even know that i was talking to somebody you know oh it's encrypted i, I don't care it's a freedom guy talking to another freedom guy about freedom i mean you know i it's a network that i don't want them to know alien frequencies invisible to the crown well then they said they go yeah well we have that in the last two minutes of the show and i go don't worry audience i'll beat them up in the after show i'm just like are you kidding me you guys need to lead with that well, once they started leading with that, um, I had them on like, that was October, I had them on the next May, and all of a sudden, in October, I saw that their uh, crypto, when I was looking at it, shot up. And he goes, yeah, because we started emphasizing that feature, and we had no idea, they just didn't know that it was that popular to be able to be private. So there's two things, no censorship, that they can't take it down, and two, that alien frequencies invisible to the crown that you can communicate without them listening in or even getting data on your, like even Telegram or Signal or WhatsApp or whatever, they want your phone number. Well, hell, they just mapped out your whole contact list and then they know how much you're talking to somebody. So I'm, uh, so our focus was a little bit different where a lot of people in social media space were focusing on clicks. We need more clicks. We want some clicks. We need, you know, how popular are we? And you're popular enough that they deplatform you. That's what happens. Now, so I knew that's what was coming. So that's why. We <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Um, I need to dig in more to the technology. 
Um, I'd love to, at some point in time down the road, like talk to some of your tech guys over there. Um, maybe I'm going about adding things to the node incorrectly, but I, I got to say the documentation on the IPFS is uh, pretty immaculate, pretty well uh, understood uh, for anybody who has, a, like, you know, just a general understanding of Linux. Uh, I like it. And I'm just trying to figure out how to best use it for what we're trying to do. And I think right now, just contributing to the uh, the node infrastructure, I have my own server, um, is uh, is a good good step in the right direction. Yeah, what we did is to just demonstrate it. Initially, we just did an old laptop. I mean, a really old laptop. And we had it to where we saved to it. And then we started doing uh, Raspberry Pis with terabyte hard drives. And we just... You know, made them pirate boxes. So you're not really a pirate until you got a pirate node, you know. So um, by doing that, we could take with all of James Corbett's stuff, all of Freedom's Phoenix, and all of Luke Radowski's, uh videos, with those right there, it was about a terabyte. So we go, ah, we're probably going to need two, three terabyte drives. Well, then the terabyte drives, the two terabyte drives started dropping in price, price and sooner or later, they're going to start giving them as door prizes to give them your phone number or something. So, you know, you have that much data that's already preloaded. So with Freedom's Phoenix, with 400-something thousand articles and 30,000 videos that we scraped off of YouTube, because when you go to our site on Freedom's Phoenix, you're always going and you want to watch a video. Oh, I'm sorry, this video is gone. Yeah, we'll suck it on IPFS. We have it. We scraped them. So that was, you know, some uh, of the listeners that had some tech skills. They go, hey, well, we can help with that project. And I can write a script for whatever, and we can do it. And then Derek kind of manages it, and we accomplished it. The problem was not us doing it. The next stage is just having time. But the next stage is search for the metadata. When we take in uh, Corbett's page, what James went and he did a site map thing for us, 18 hours later, his site was on IPFS. So this is, he had to do a little effort to, for that, however hard that was, I don't know. But uh, once Derek got the feed, boom, it was done. So that way we were able to demonstrate the power of this. Because at that time was when they were starting to um, uh, ban and, uh, uh, what do you guys, censor uh, Century of Enslavement, you know, the Federal Reserve video. And I go, if they're going to do that, there's a whole bunch of others they're going to do. So once we demonstrated that, we went to Narcopoco and I'm, you know, like screaming at the end and everybody, they're all making fun. Oh, comes Ernie, you know, take another shot of whiskey. He's going to say IPFS. I go, yeah. Are you guys starting to be deplatformed? Are you guys starting to be demonetized? Are you starting, you're going to be, you're going to be wanting to know, you know, freaking talk to me next year. I guarantee it. Well, you know, here it comes. When the pandemic movie uh, trailer came out and we put that on IPFS for a lot of people, that was the only place that you could get it. And it was the ability of having that data, those ones and zeros, that they kept putting it up everywhere else. You know, so having a file that you can do something important, you know, that way they can't stop it. So this is, we wanted to demonstrate the technology. There's a bunch of other steps that can be done to really amp this up, but it's you guys. You know, this is what we built it for. You know, we're, we're, we're cool. We're taken care of. We put all our stuff up. We got hundreds of thousands because when you go to Freedom's Phoenix and use the search engine, it's a bunch of anarchist libertarians that put up all this stuff that's been, a, a lot of it's been uh, delisted, and we have it. So I'm like, nah, 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 nah. So that's what I knew was coming. And I'm just hoping you guys can embrace just the idea and that you can back up 
everything, and all you need is a terabyte drive or less for all your stuff on IPFS, and it seeds the entire network. The other benefit of it is as people request it, it duplicates the more people request it on different nodes, so it scales right away. So that's very cool. You know, it gets faster. So the pandemic movie, you load it up, boom, it starts playing right away. You know, and I'm, I'm digging it. And that, we're really happy that this happened. And I'm glad you guys are looking into it because I don't see any other way as you get popular, as you counter the status quo and the man, you know, that's why they bring you down. So you need to have somewhere that it can always be available. Because we house our MP3s on our own servers, and we have our own servers for all our stories and so on, in various different elections of shows that I did a decade before, I got Fox and CNN and MSNBC contacting me about whatever, you know, on some show that we did, where most people, they don't have shows that go back to 03, and they sure as crap don't have them organized in some place that they can be accessed. So. That's what I see. It's, it's the retention of knowledge over time. And you can do any ones and zeros, audio, video, text. It's done. So I'm glad you guys are paying attention to it. I, yeah, it's more important Dude. than ever. I Just real quick, uh, uh, just five seconds. Think of this as the Napster, but for YouTube and podcasting for us. I love it, dude. I love your passion, man. And, man, I'm all in. I, 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 I'm just computer retarded to be honest with you man but but i i uh i love what you guys are talking about and uh man, I, i'm all in well sam you you got a taste of this back last fall when you woke up and all your youtube videos were gone you know i mean you you realized right then got to have it backed up somewhere you got a second chance you know well, obviously they put it back up and everything but that was a wake-up call for you, obviously, but for a lot of people. I mean, it became very real once that happened to you because you, we, you and I and I remember it because you had Berwick in there, you know, who was in town to to do your show, and he was going to talk about something totally different. And then the next thing you know, you guys are all talking about censorship, and it became very real for a lot of people in the alternative media when they watched that episode, and they were like, "Holy shit, they've got Sam now. Who's next?" And the answer is we're all next. If you get big enough, we're all next. So it, it so Ernest is right, I man. We got We've got to, you know, we have to plan a couple steps ahead. And one of those I want to say something. You'll get taken Re down. Sorry, Charlie. I didn't mean to cut you up. I really want to say something. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but a lot of my friends are being accused of some crazy stuff. And uh, right now, and I'm not saying that they didn't do it. Uh, I know some of them definitely didn't do it. Uh, and some of them, well, you know, I, I believe in due process. But I'm going to tell you guys something. It is uh, my belief that this is all started because Joe Rogan won't play ball with the DNC. Now, I know we all have theories on what Joe represents and all this stuff. But for 100%, Joe Rogan had that one gentleman on talking about how Joe Biden is uh, cuckoo. His brain is mashed potatoes. And uh, he's not going to be served. And after that, they just went to low-hanging fruit, which was Crystalia, and that got them in. And that's why you're only seeing this one click of guys getting taken out. It's a mob move where you can't get the guy, you start taking out his soldiers. And so that goes back to what we're talking about is this, like, you know, once you're on Google and, and they got you and they got, you know, you're making money and all this stuff, 
man, when you try to get out of that, they don't like that. And if you don't play well ball with them, they don't like that. And if I told you a year and a half ago that the world economy shut down, there'd be no pro sports, you weren't allowed to go outside, you'd tell me I was crazy. So when I tell you that this is about taking out a guy who's not playing ball with them, this is 100% what we're dealing with right now. These people at the very top are very afraid of losing control of the message. And they're no, going to do whatever they can to control it. I think desperation has started, and we can see it coming. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, I talked with a lot of the tech guys. You guys probably don't know much about me, but I know a lot of the guys, and I haven't come on, and I focus on the tech because it's how we're going to be decentralized and powered down to us. And when we have CubeSats are able to start being put put up. I just had a guy came and spent a couple hours with me on their building CubeSats for, um, that's a long story, but what they want is they want to have low latency ones and zeros going up that's not on an ISP because that's where they're going to get us next. If you're on, I had Cox problems coming out my butt. You know, I have Verizon and AT&T uh, mobile modems that I'm using on the love bus as we're traveling around. Well, AT&T is sucking 540 megabytes of data off of me every 20 minutes. I have to unplug it. I'm like, what the hell are you guys getting? You know, I'm like, what? I, I, I'm unplugging. I just screw it, man. <laughs> you know, the Verizon here is a lot slower. I need AT&T to like do this and do my show in the morning. So I'm going, damn, I got to drag it out to the next. So then we're using slow and hot spots on you, know, whatever the hell. So then I start looking into Starlink. Starlink is uh, starting to do beta testing and they're going to probably have accounts by the end of the year. But my first question is, is where the next problem is on IPFS is you still have to have an ISP to get to it. You still have to have ones and zeros traveling somewhere. So how are we doing that? Well, Starlink is going to have a satellite dish on top of my, you know, bus that's going to go up and down to whoever and go, all right, cool. Well, who's he work for? You know, I mean, you know, him and Trump are buddies. Is he going to have a, a landing pad for Space Force Starship at uh, the Mars base or something? You know, I just need to know. So then the ones and zeros that are going over Starlink, what's the restriction on that? You know, how is that, you know, going to be? So I'm just uh, worried that we're going to have, you know, a, um, I, 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 it's the ISP thing. So it's going to need to be peer-to-peer um, -peer communication of ones and zeros going from my computer to yours. So, I mean, it's, there's another step, another step, another step. And they're going to say, you are not allowed internet service. And people don't realize that like the United Kingdom, you have to have a permit to watch TV. You know, you have a license. You got to pay a tax. You got to, I'm going, wow, this is coming. So if we don't separate, and a lot of you guys that are more cautious, I wanted to ask you guys, this is something that I don't, because I didn't give a crap enough to look, but I'd like to, you know, maybe you guys care. When uh, that came on my radar screen was PewDiePie. PewDiePie a few years ago, they were going, oh my God, he had 60 million followers at the time. Then he's 100, 200, whatever the hell it was. And I go, what makes him so great? Well, he's a gamer and he says funny stuff or whatever. Well, YouTube freaked out. And they were, you know, when Google got YouTube, we could see what was going on. So my first YouTube that I ever did 
was on during the Ron Paul Revolution of starting in like February of 07. So I go, well, they definitely aren't going to like that. Well, then what happens? Google buys YouTube, you know, stuff happens. A lot of my friends, they start making a lot of, uh, get a lot of uh, traffic. They're making money. You can make money doing this. Oh, my God. And then, boom, demonetization. And this was in like 10, 9, 10, 11. So that's when we stopped using all the social media. We only came back in January, February to say, hey, everybody, we're here to let you know that we're over there. That's the only reason we did it, you know. Well, then, of course, that lasted about three to six weeks. And I'm going, yep, that's what I figured, okay? So when we have this kind of ability and you're getting a lot of this traffic, like PewDiePie, they go and they say, look, you got like you were saying about Joe Rogan, you got to be with us. If you're not for us, you're against us, and we need you on board, and you got to say the right things and be sufficiently uh, uh, woke and whatever the hell. So then PewDiePie goes, ah, screw you, I'm going live, grab, grab, down, peace out. Then he signs an exclusive contract deal or something with YouTube. What up with that? What happened? I, I don't know. What, what's his deal? Uh, money talks, bullshit walks. So he signed a deal for one year with DLive. He did his time over there. Uh, I think that uh, PewDiePie, uh, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of his channel, I, I, and I don't know a hell of a lot about him. He doesn't want to be involved, and at this point, I think he's kind of, he just wants to live his life. That's it. I don't think he wants to battle. He doesn't want to fight for anything. He's going to speak his opinion, and if he gets a contract with YouTube versus Twitch or anybody else, so be it. He is a YouTuber. He's not a Twitch streamer, so it made financial sense for him. Ethically or morally, did it make sense to him if he cares about free speech and censorship? I don't think he cares about it. He's got too much money to care about it at this point. Um, so, the, the, the contract was he couldn't talk about certain things or something? I have no idea about that. Yeah, see, I, you know, this is where, you know, Rogan goes over to, was it Spotify, gets his hundred mil, he's like, pace, I'm out. But the thing is, is that all of these things become targets. So you go, hey, we're all going to the freedom community. Let's all go over to Spotify. No, you know, that's not it. We need to have, what we were looking to do is be, you know, see, I'm an old activist from, you know, late 80s. In the 90s, if we would have had QR codes to promote our websites, you know, I've been, oh, hell yeah, because we were political activists. We're putting websites up all over the place. We were you're doing that. You're like, Ron Paul Evolution kind of stuff. And we're like, yeah, just go there. Search it. Look at it. This is before search engines. If you didn't promote your site, they didn't find you. And you, uh, Yahoo was just, you know, a couple of guys that here's some cool places. Oh, you want to you wanna be on our cool place list? We'll fill out our cool place form. I mean, you know, it was it was not the way it is now. You know, so what a, I, you know what a cool place is? The Spokane Comedy Club on July 17th of 2020. I think that's going to be a cool place that Sam Tripoli is going to be at. Now, what's going to be at? You're, you're a pro, Mike. You're a pro. I'm I just going to be at the Spokane Comedy Club on um, July 17th. And then July 18th, I am at the Tacoma Comedy Club. And I'm also doing the Buffalo uh, Heliums July 9th through the 11th, man. So I'm super excited about that. Back on the road. And, dude, I'm all about this, man. I am all about this. I am very nervous that, you know, when people get too big, 
you know, my show isn't even big and they're just messing with it. I don't get it. It's like, these people are so much bigger. Why are you coming after me? And it's just like, it's really crazy, dude. So you don't even have to get that big. You just have to be hitting on the, hitting the nerves they don't want you to hit. I mean, like, when I did something on the Pesar family, the Pesar family, I, I, I pronounce it wrong all the time. Dude, all four of the major tech companies did something to me within one week. Apple, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Google all came after me and did something. Uh, they took down my – I still haven't gotten my Twitter back. They made it so it showed that nobody – they were acting like nobody was listening to Tim Fall Hat on on their podcast uh, uh, you know section. Uh, you know, Facebook said I couldn't add anybody to my Facebook fan page. And uh, who else was there? And, I, you know, everybody, everybody messed with me on one day uh, within a seven day span. So I hit for the cycle and I feel pretty good about it. But like I said, like you don't even have to get Joe Rogan big for them to mess with you. It's just you just got to keep hitting the, on the on the on the topics they really don't want people to know about. Yeah, Which I I. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ricky. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, I had issues with uh, Del Big Tree when he was on my show. And I know everybody had issues with Del Big Tree when they're on their show. And so it doesn't matter how big your show is. I mean, my show is not very big. And, and yet they, you know, I assume maybe they give me a pass. And uh, they didn't. They uh, iTunes wouldn't play the show. I had fans emailing me telling me that, hey, you know, for some reason, uh, your your latest episode won't won't play. And I've heard other hosts, you know, I think uh, Crime America, and uh, I think when he was on there, they had a similar issue, uh, and and other people had similar issues anytime they had Del Bigtree on because he was hitting on the very, uh, you know, taboo topic of a vaccine. So I think that's a, a huge issue. Now, Mike, you said that well, you know, we're kind of doing something like Napster. Now, for people who are concerned about like, okay, Napster, you would share stuff from one computer to another, so it's like peer to peer type of thing but how would you get people to their website if they still wanted that you know because because you're basically sharing stuff and and remember i am computer retarded so try <laughs> so you're saying it's peer-to-peer -peer, but how do you how do you get like if you wanted to is it just one of those things where like okay i see this person's work and then i'm going to search them or look them up or is there a way of like linking it directly to them so uh, when it comes to referencing a file within the interplanetary file system? Well, you said, well, how, I, I guess first, uh, how, you said it's kind of like Napster. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you're saying it's like peer to peer. Yeah. How, how, how does that work then? Uh, you, you, well, my, so this is a real uh, a broad overview of how I believe the I, uh, IPFS works. It is. It's like an application. You download it. You can drag and drop a file or you have a share folder on your local computer, and that means that you want to share it with the rest of the network. So Sam's over there in California. He wants to uh, download the newest OBDM video that have my share folder. Well, he, since I added it to my folder, it then becomes available to him across the network, and then that kind of propagates out. Uh, if you wanted to share that link externally, I don't know how that works. Or I don't know how that file is referenced. If you want to share that direct link to somebody on Twitter. I don't know about if that's possible yet because you have to have the application. Uh, view it, can, uh, this that? Is, it's old school. You know, you have a, a file and what everybody has become used to 
is they want it to go viral or it's how many people have liked it or how many people have shared it or then it gets you know pushed on youtube and yada 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 all that goes away what happens is when you have the file what i, I give you an example of what we did when the pandemic movie was getting censored and so on we knew the people that were financing it and the other supporters and stuff too and they were having problems with that not a problem we got taken care of we took that file the data and we loaded it up on the ipfs and then on a story on freedoms phoenix we put in there and it said um pandemic movie permanently stored ipfs or something like that and when you just anybody would put pandemic movie or god forbid ipfs it would show up in the search engines but not bing because bing is bill gates and microsoft okay so bing would not so it's a search engine problem so then it was uh shared well then facebook they go oh you're not allowed to share that anymore then people would tweet oh you're not allowed to. i mean it, it gets you know censored that way with people sharing it like what you're talking about well that's where the isps start to come in oh you're not allowed to share that we found out from a listener that all uh links on uh freedoms phoenix he can't email on his cox email account they have even censored your ability to send a link in cox and i'm going and he took weeks of just pounding on it he wanted to know he's an older guy he goes nope i got nothing else to do i'm finding out what the hell is going on and he told us he goes you're on a list um okay so what happens is can you access the ones and zeros of the hash that is an ipfs file yes for now okay so how do you promote it well you you, you need to have search for ipfs which is the next stage of what we're working on now so when you do that the metadata that comes in with the headline we take a file from corbett or from previous phoenix and it goes over and then ipf well it has the headline i go okay well where do we put that headline well that headline has to go on to another ipfs file master list that has the name and then it has the hashes that go with it that's the search engine well we created that it's called sitepens.net just as a you know a demonstration that Derek put together to show that you can do it so it's just development it's just you know somebody that gives a crap and you know wants to do it but if you guys started going to ipf using ipfs well then that information you know can be put onto a separate page that is the search page and it works kind of like google does because yahoo used to be a recommendation because of whatever they like then you have the robots and the crawlers and so on that go out and uh copy all the links and caches all the pick everything for like google you're not searching the internet you're searching all the servers of the internet on google now if we were to do that ourselves in ipfs you would have a master list that you just go search there and it produces the hash so this is going to happen it's just how fast it's going to happen so I'm, I, I know it's going to happen. What I knew is like we did with Freedoms Phoenix, we wanted to archive all the news. We wanted to save all the video. We wanted to have all the links. We wanted to make sure we got the headline. We didn't change the headline or edit it. We put the summary up. We have it. So when all, all this good knowledge and it's, you know, uh, Winston uh, 1984 is in there deleting in the memory old crap, you know, we're not. And that's what you guys can be doing. If you're seeding IP, keep doing everything that you're doing, whatever you think you can get away with, but you store all your data on IPFS and then you have it, 
you know, tagged and you got your keywords and all that other stuff. Well, that's the search engine on FEFS, and it's Internet 2-point kiss my ass. That's what we're working on. I love it. I'm involved. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. I love all of it. I don't understand it at all, <laughs> but I love it. And I, I would love to interview you about this so we could take it and make it digestible for, you know, the people who flung first grade like myself. And uh, because I think it's very important. You is uh, from um, Tim Pachote. Tim Pachote's a good friend. He comes on my show a lot. Man, he's always talking about you, man. He's like, oh, you got to get on. I go, what they these guys need to do, they're going to be going away. Because of what you're saying, the stuff that you're doing, the passion you have, the popularity, and it's not in the status quo, the mainstream, whatever the hell they want. Because it's a freeing of the mind thing. Just the fact that you can have a thought, God forbid what it is. You know, um, this is why I'm excited about you guys just start, any of you just start doing this as a side thing. You know, it's just, you, you learn about it, one of you guys will figure it out, and we could work on it. We're just so busy doing other stuff, getting our Love Bus tour going. And uh, But sooner or later, we'll have a plug and play for everybody. We have, I tell you, the big plug and play, the motivation is we've been offered $20,000 if we get on it, and it's really not money. It's just time. You know, I'm going, we're going to get to it. We're not going to get there any faster with 20000 as we are going to do it. We just don't. we got other priorities. So the thing is, is that once we do the search thing, and a lot of them are doctors. They're the guys in the vaccine industry. They're natural health people. They're ones that have solutions and cures and whatever going up against big pharma. That's what's really driving a lot of this stuff. And you got whatever conspiracy theory you can come up with, but the solution is always the same. It's decentralization of information. IPFS is not a place. It's a protocol. It's a method of being able to have your Raspberry Pi with an external drive, put all your stuff on, and now it's permanently archived on the entire Internet. It would be in copy with everybody doing it. I mean, this is – I've been screaming this stuff for years. You know, a lot of the guys – you know a lot of the guys I know – and they're like, and it goes Ernie again. I go, yeah? How are you feeling now that you're deplatformed, demonetized, and de-everything? How's that going? Next time we get you back on, Ernest, we're going to have to fix your microphone. You know, I think it's going through the head. It wouldn't picking up. You know, is it going the same now? Are you still here? No, yeah. it is. Going- yeah, it's not your microphone. It's not your headset. Your headset's not uh, using. It's just, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, but... Uh, you know, we, we thank you. We thank you for being here, man. We will this next time. We'll fix it up. Yeah. You know, you guys can yak it. I just wanted to make sure you kind of got a beat on it. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for you guys. I mean, we're already there. I mean, we're, we're on the way up. That's how we planned it. A lot of the people I knew, they were at the top and then they got the shit kicked out of them and they're down. And I'm going, that is, you know, it has to be a trouble feeling. Well, you know, we're, we went the other way. I'm going, no, I know that I'm, I'm a revolution guy, man. I know they come after my ass, so I'm not even going down that road. So we went a different way. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Ernest. Well, well, anytime, but, dude. It was wonderful to hear you what you had to say. Yeah, it's a publisher at freedomsphoenix.com, and you can get hold of me. Publisher at freedomsphoenix with an ass.com, and uh, we'll, we'll hook up. All thanks, right. guys. Peace. Bye, Ernest. Thanks, Ernest. See you. Thanks, Ernest. Have fun at Porkfest.
<laughs> is that a real thing? Park yeah, pass? yeah, yeah. It's where uh, Bunch old of guys checks. go to. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that. It's a it's a swingers uh, fest. You go <laughs> is to it pork, really? Yeah, you go to pork uh, at the fest. Yeah. 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 Are you fucking with me? Right. Now? <laughs> I am. It's actually uh, some libertarian. Uh, uh, well, you know, it it is one of those things. So Richard Grove has been trying to get me to go there forever, and because we're not too far from it, because he he's in Connecticut. And I'm from Massachusetts, and he's like, oh, well, let's go up there. And he, and uh, Ernest is actually the one who got Richard Grove to go the first year. He loves it, and he he's been a bunch of years. But uh, I think there's actually some funding of the Koch brothers in this thing, and I'm like, oh, hmm, that's a little, that's a little weird. And then, uh, but you're like, oh, but you know, they're libertarians, and you know, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I still feel a little weird about it. But no, it's, um, dude, it's like that's what they listen, man. It's like I, I, I'm, you know, more and more I feel I'm like a libertarian and on a lot of things, and um, but it's like the things that they focus on. It's not the libertarian party. It's the it's the leadership, and it's just like every other group. Well, one thing that drives me nuts is like, you know, and it, I'm I'm with you. I love uh, most of my views will be right in line with libertarians. Like, not because I'm I joined the party or I I believe with everything they say, but it just happens that I mean, how do you argue with like, hey, do do what you want to do. You have the right to pursue happiness as long as I have the right to pursue happiness. We don't get in each other's way. Freedom, all that stuff. I mean, when it comes down to vaccines, very I'm very much a libertarian. Like, hey, don't fucking have the government overreach and and try to poke my kids with anything or, or you know or whatnot. But uh, I think you know some people they they focus on this property rights thing. It's like property rights is like the most important thing, and it's you know or. Certain. Well, my biggest problem with the Libertarian Party is what they what they go after. They go after free college, and we all agree. But the way they sell it doesn't make any sense. And then they go after healthcare when they should be pushing, you know, free market. They really don't go into why it's not a free market. And then when they, you know, they talk about the, you know, healthcare, they're always talking about, you know, oh, a private sector or a private business can't compete with the government. That's great. Then why don't you ever talk about Google, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube that are fully funded by the government. How come that is never discussed? I've never heard it once ever. Any libertarian I've ever had on my show never brings it up. And I'm not because most of them are wonderful people who have heart. Again, it's like the leadership steers the party one way because I think they're all corrupted, just like the DNC and just like the RNC. Again, libertarians are most likely who the party that I I, I identify with the most over time of, you know, being in the truth community. But it's like what they produce, what they pr- promote doesn't make sense if you're really trying to win this battle of hearts and minds, in my opinion. Well, Ron Paul, I mean, I, I loved Ron Paul when he ran. I mean, I, it was hard to disagree with him on many things. He had logical explanations. One thing that I loved about him, you know, and it, it, it was just the fact that he seemed like a real person who actually had a... Uh, real beliefs. And that's what he was. I, I didn't agree with him on everything, but I'm like, at least, I mean, I guess it's kind of the appeal to Trump too. It's like, well, at least I, I kind of know what I'm getting. Like this is, I might not agree with him on everything, but he, he has a ideology that he's willing to explain and he sticks to it where the alternative is I vote for somebody who tells me they believe in these things, but the second they get my vote, they do whatever fuck they want and you don't know what they believe. So, I mean, th- that's the thing about uh, certain, I, I guess, people like Ron Paul or Trump. You know, the appeal is the fact that you kind of feel like, okay, what you see is what you get. I kind of know where they stand. I mean, even though obviously once you be- 
become president, a lot of that does change. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, imagine the amount. I mean, we we all I'm sure have has we've had moments in our lives where we're super busy and we have emails and we're trying to catch up on stuff and we're stressed out. Now imagine being the president where you have economic issues, you have health issues, you have geopolitical issues and all these advisors coming to you like just saying, hey, you have to think about this. We got to do that. We got to do this. Then somebody else who has a conflicting opinion and says, no, I think he's wrong. You should really do this. You should. I mean, the oh. amount of, of, of mental <laughs> ability. Is that a, a, a sample from Porkfest? That's, um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's Trump's sign right there. I made fun of Porkfest, but there's actually a lot of good speakers there. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, and you know, anytime you gather a lot of uh, really interesting people from alternative media, I'm sure uh, it, it's a great event. I, I do always worry about the funding and, and whatnot, but I, I will I mean, admit... Both one brothers took the Clintons. They, they're the reason the Clintons became the Democratic Party, and they, and they funded the Clintons to bring the Democratic Party to the center and more uh, conservative. I mean, they are one. They are the conservative version of George Soros, but not a, I believe, maybe, I don't think on that level. I could be wrong, but... Uh, well, this is the issue, right? The the left the left thinks that the Koch brothers are the root of all evil and behind everything, and then the the right thinks Soros is the root of all evil and behind everything. And one side thinks China's the worst, and the other side thinks Russia's the worst. And it's like there's all these boogeymen, and really at the end of the day, like it's all about money and power. And a lot of these people are in cahoots and working together in the first place. And no one really give a shit about your ideology or what you stand for. But yeah, but I, I, that's totally one hundred percent correct. But there, there is proof that the the Koch brothers one hundred percent steered the Democratic Party to where they are right now. You know they funded it, and on top of that, George Soros. So I do get worried. I do think there is, you know, I, you know, it's like Chomsky said, "Show me the clean money, and I'll take it." I don't know where the clean money is, but when we're talking politics, I do, I do get very nervous when. You know, the Koch brothers are paying for Subway for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Koch brothers finance NPR. Yeah, I, that makes me nervous, too. You know, it's like I don't I, I don't listen to NPR. I don't I listen do, to it either. But 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 you don't they don't like they're not in a huge hurry to tell you, oh, we're brought to you by the Koch brothers. You know, those yeah. boogeyman that everybody hates. Well, they're kind of like mm, and Bill Gates also throw some money that way. Uh, I know in in Corbett's documentary, it showed how he he influences the media in so many in so many different ways. I mean, he really is the Rockefeller of our time in regards to just his influence on so many different aspects of our life, health, media, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it and it's not to say like there's a a documentary called um, "Making a Killing," right, about the the history of the DSM, and uh, and it's about I mean, I. I, I actually, I, I can't say promote it, but I would recommend it to people and say, hey, look this up. You know, it's a great documentary about how psychological issues is basically the most unscientific thing ever, but yet their Bible is called the diagnostic, uh, di whatever it's called, the diagnostic, uh, whatever the DSM stands for. But it, it's all based on like, assumptions like, hey, if somebody seems like they're acting like this, then you give them this pill and they could have this and they could have, you know, it's not scientific at all and the history of it. And then come to find out this documentary, which I think was pretty well put together and had some really good information, was funded by some company that was linked to like Scientology. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, you know what? I'm, I, I, I might have suggested... Scientology hates like... They do. Big, big Pharma. They, they do, yeah. 
they hate, uh, especially the uh, mental health industry. I, and that's what that glib. was about. Don't be yeah. glib, Sam. I'm trying not to be glib. My friends, these uh, comic twins that live in just in the Inland Empire, they live next to this giant like Scientology compound, and you. <laughs> They, there's this whole notion that they kidnap homeless people and you'll be driving by. You'll see some guy in a white suit, like, Oh, help me. People are like, I'll oh, just keep driving. It's like kind of crazy. And creepy. <laughs> well, that's what set Tom Cruise off with Matt Lauer was all that big pharma stuff. And he just kept saying, Matt, don't be glib. Don't be yeah. glib. You know, talking about big pharma and everything. It made him look like an insane person. He was probably a little bit more correct. I mean, we, I mean, on a side note here, um, have any of you guys talked to Ben Swarn? Do you know what he, what he's doing, his platform? I don't know anything about it. Um, I know he was just getting he was getting the funding and building it up, but I didn't hear about But His okay. is like he wants to have a place for all of us to, in fact, upload to. Yeah, I just he, wasn't sure exactly. He was, he was talking about it. He was being, you know, sort of, he wasn't going into a lot of detail about it in, that, in, in our last call, but I wondered if somebody knew. Um, what he has, what, you know, how far along it is. I just know he's, he, he's, it's between him and Isaac Weissup and who's the heartthrob of conspiracies. Right? No. <laughs> I mean, talk about killing at a pork fest. Am I right? Everybody? They're both good. I mean, There's going to very... be a line around the block to hook up with those two. Mine's like fucking no lines, no way. I'm like the teacup line. Nobody gives a fuck. Nope. <laughs> oh, my girl's in the room. She doesn't like doing that. <laughs> Well, uh, I know that Ernest, when I talked to him on his show, he was talking about like even all these projects and he, his projects, you'd be surprised how quickly you can get funding for it. Like they'll, they'll put a whatever website they use, but they'll just put out this thing where like, hey, help us out. We're trying to create this or whatnot. And he's like, if you needed uh, some funding for, funding for it, and I don't know how much cocaine Mike's going through to get all this done, but if you needed some cocaine money... <laughs> uh, <laughs> We know it's not crystal meth. We know it's like got to be coke, right? Coke, crystal meth. He'd be well. He wants his teeth. Yeah, he still does a video show. He wants his. He would have glory holes in all the walls. That's how we know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wonder if we if if you create an app, if we could have like Pornhub fund it, and then you could just have (laughs) ads of like boobs and stuff like that on it. You know, kind of like. uh, But then you bring in the CIA if you bring in Pornhub. Yeah, can't have that. We'll just fund it ourselves. Yeah, I mean, like. There's got to be somebody with some cash out there. I know I know that Jimmy Dore is talking about a billionaire wanted to help him, and I, I think everybody wants to create their own shit, and I'm fine with that. Well, I let's ask that question. I, Mike, how, how much money do, like are we looking at to, to $1 I mean, that you million? Need dollars. To, how much money are we looking at to get? Well, because you, uh, is, does it require like some serious finances to really take the next step or can you kind of do all this? Uh, I can do with- all the, the app building. Um, the servers right now cost about 30 bucks a month. It depends on how much traffic they get. It, that, that could be more, but I can keep the cost low. It's, that's not really a big issue. All Everything I do is to goof around. You know, I like to have a good time and if I can make apps and uh, things that make things in life more enjoyable and more fun, great. That's why I do it. Um, we have Tesla, Nikolai Tesla on the call. <laughs> I mean, I just want to have fun with really, it. Uh, really similar. Like this idea of like you really are just motivated by making the world better. Yeah, and, it's fun. You know, I yeah. just like to goof around. Um, I do have an idea that I, I was trying to pitch to Tommy G. It's a patentable technology. It's probably 
a hundred million dollar idea because it would change the face of personal data. Um, <laughs> Look at Sam. He's like all of a sudden interested. <laughs> I have it. I've, I've had this idea for about four or five years. Uh, I've talked to uh, an intellectual property attorney about it. I haven't written down the description, but this would change the face and be talk about the front line of owning stuff and uh, really going up against a system. This would do it. And uh, I'm not well, going to. You need a hundred million no, to no. make it happen? That's what's, that is what it is worth. At the bare so minimum. What do you need to make this happen? Uh, a little bit of I money have. and time. I probably need uh, three engineers plus myself, and that's it. And then uh, promotion and uh, a patent attorney, and that is it. Well, I think where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. yeah. And I, I got to write down know. all the specs for it, but it's serious. Like it could fund everything. Uh, and I think people would be clamoring for it as things start to go down the line uh, and things start to get a little bit more crazy. You're not sure what you can do here or there. Um, your personal data is going to be very important. Um, so I, I think people are going to be looking for ways to maybe uh, understand what's going on around them. Uh, Looks I'm like we found the cocaine money. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Let's talk some narcos, bro. They used to fund <laughs> football teams. Let's. Let's get some narco money, build this thing up. Duffel bag. It's, it's, I don't think it would, t I think I could do it. Um, and I, uh, I've talked to, I have an engineer, a good friend of mine, who probably would build it with me. And it, it, would, it would fit right into the catalog of technology of the IPFS, of decentralizing stuff, doing things your own way, kind of pirate stuff. Uh, but people would buy it. It's a good, it would be a good product. I'm in. What do I got to do? I got 20 bucks. <laughs> I, will, I, I, will, I will pitch you guys the idea offline. And, uh, uh, I've got a patent attorney buddy of mine I can, I can bring into this as well. Okay, great. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game changer. It's a disruptive product. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and is this an idea you've had for a long time, Mike? Something you've been working on for a long time? or A little bit here and there. I, I've been, I've been uh, refining the idea, and there's a couple different angles to it. So it's, it's a base idea, and there's a couple different avenues you can go down with it. I don't know which is the correct decision to go down. Are they going to make us go to Burning Man to make this happen? I, don't, I hope not. But uh, well, Okay, good. <laughs> I, I can't go to Burning Man now because I know how shady that shit is, man. I totally wanted to go there and trip balls, but I can't now because that's where all the dark arts are. You can come to Anarchapulco. I never get invited. What do you mean you didn't get invited? Yeah, Nobody invites in. me. Nobody tells me where all the action's at. Yeah, like, Charlie. <laughs> well, the action is at pork shit. fast, but it pork. I know. I just want to go there and just give an hour speech on something, just spitball. Yeah, well, so, th that's what it is. <laughs> I found Ben Swan's site. He has it up. Uh, What's that? It is the uh, Goria. It's a. Uh, it's the name's taken from an ancient Greek meaning uh, equality in all speech. And so you can sign up to create an uncensored blockchain-based decentralized news and entertainment platform with funding mechanism for independent media. So he's got can it up. Can you share that on screen? Or do, yeah, it is. We have the technology. It's streaming out to YouTube right now. It's not on wow. the uh, the Zoom screen. Because if I do that, Zoom will crash. I just know from... Uh, Respect. Um, so yeah, it's up there. I'll put the, uh, put the link in the description so everyone I can check it out. I got to shave my shoulders. That's what I just noticed in this whole... You got some uh, Josh Potter 
action going on there. So no, I'm not that bad. Not Josh. Come on, come <laughs> they, on. They nobody's, nobody, nobody's Josh Potter. Dude, if I was Manscaped, I'd be like, here's 20 grand. Let us go to work and just fucking go to town. <laughs> if I was Josh Potter, I'd just walk through the forest so everybody thinks there's a Bigfoot, right? I'd just be just far enough so nobody knew who it was. Bigfoot with glasses on. Yeah, <laughs> blind Bigfoot. Um, I'm excited about that. I, I, I like a lot of stuff you guys talk about. I don't quite understand, but it sounds like it's killer and I'm all in. Uh, I, I do believe we need to figure out a way. I, I, he was totally right when he, Edgar was talking about uh, Ernest, right? Ernest, sorry. Uh, was talking about, you know, how can we get even off their, their servers or all their stuff, you know, cause that's how they're going to mess with us. They could just, I mean, they've gone into broken simulation and taking out, taking out videos and nobody even knew they did it. it. It's like, how can we get off of being on, you know, you know, I'm on spectrum. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Look, they are I think Dropbox, people have had problems with Dropbox going into their accounts, uh, Google Drive, all that stuff. I mean, people have had issues with them actually going in their personal accounts and and removing stuff i, I think there's a, a case with the pandemic documentary where that happened and uh i think i the no agenda podcast was talking about it but it was yeah i mean it, it, without a doubt i mean it's almost like okay the, what's the next step the next steps like make them completely like obsolete or, or at least tell you something man i used to uh i i would rip all i rip all these like conspiracy movies so that they wouldn't um so that they wouldn't disappear. And then I would later go back and I would play these videos. And for some reason, out of nowhere, the audio didn't work. It just didn't work. Mm. But then on other videos that weren't conspiracy, that wasn't the problem. And I'm like, when I hear about people, them going to the Dropbox and all that stuff, I'm like, what's stopping them from going in and like just messing with those videos on my computer because they know that I, I, I'm ripping them or I'm having them or or any of that stuff. Mm. You know, it was all the Judy, the Dr. Judy, is it Dr. Judy Wood and all the about the uh, dance, the uh, Israeli art students. Mm -hmm. And you watch it and, and then the audio was gone. I'm like, why did the audio just disappear from this video? And it happened only on the videos in this particular file. Like the mm. David Hogg when he's counting when he's he's slating the video, dude. He's like, okay, uh, Tuesday, uh, eleven a.m. Uh, interviewing Sarah, and it's like the shooting didn't happen till two. That audio just gone. It's huh. it's definitely possible mm. they could be getting into that. Yeah, I mean that's that's all possible. That so what, uh, Mike? For us who who didn't quite understand, how do you bypass? there's that issue is there a way of like bypassing what the them well, I mean, into just servers there, yeah is there a way or so what what not uh, really what um ernest was talking about is that you have to use an internet service provider to access all this information the, the only way to bypass that is to not use the infrastructure of the internet as we know it the only alternative to that would be some sort of near Field communication, like my my computer has a broadcast range, uh, hypothetically of 100 feet. It can broadcast to another computer 100 feet away. 
Um, there is a way to do this through ham radio technology, to broadcast Internet signals through ham radio technology. That exists to bypass the Internet as we know it. Uh, that's a heavy-duty topic of conversation, which I'm, yeah. um, I, yeah, I, I don't know a lot about, but it is possible to do. Yeah, I've heard, I, I heard Ernest talk about it uh, on his show with uh, another guest that was on there, this idea of like computers communicating with each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously that would work in like New York, you know, but if you, if you're, uh, if you're obviously in, in living on a farm or whatnot, you know, it, it would be a huge issue. But, um, but we also got a problem though, is that it, it's not just that we don't want to get messed with. We also, it's like, we want these to be heard. So that is yeah. the weird kind of, it's like, we can make the greatest video we, ever, but if five of us watch it, what is the purpose of that? We all agree it's pretty awesome. So it's like, how do we get this kind of, I mean, I think Rogan, when he goes to Spotify, has come to grips with, I'm going to lose a percentage of my, uh, my, 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 my listeners and viewers. What is that number? I don't know. Let's, Let's say he gets 10 million an episode. I, 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 that tends to be just on YouTube. So I'm sure the audio has to be much, much more. And what's it going to drop? So let's say it's 20 million an episode, which is definitely possible, right? So he's at 20 million an episode. What's it going to drop down to? 10? That's great for him. But for us, it's like if we get our good number, and I'm, I'm blessed that I get what I get. But it's like if I go down to somewhere, it's like, I mean, I'm I'm using a tin can at this point. Like, you know, the, the lizard people are all bisexual, and like three people listen to it. It's it's like, what is the purpose of that? And so that's that our medium that we need to the to figure out. Yeah, I now, I agree. It's like we have to play in the world of the new world order to talk about it. Everything that like I'm building and what Ernest is bu- like building the that's to me those are fallback contingency plans. Like if can't upload to my podcast uh, uh, server through Libsyn, then I will use this. Like, th- that is all backup, worst-case scenario kind of stuff. And better build it now and have it and not need it than, holy shit, uh, we're taking off everywhere and there's no backup plan. So everything mm-hmm. that is going on and I'm trying to build right now is just contingency, it's fun to do, and it is helps promote everyone else. Now, for people listening who they saw the Twitter account was obviously made uh, the Union of the Unwanted. Yes, uh, they <laughs> they see that there's a, a D Live link. Mike, you want to tell people what you're doing with that and uh, what exactly uh, you're doing with that channel and how often they'll be able to find content content on there? Yeah, so the uh, D Live link, the Union of the Unwanted. You can go to uh, you know, D Live dot or D Live dot TV U O T U W. And what is being played there is a bunch of different videos from Sam, uh, OBDM, Charlie, Ricky. We have Jamie Deluxe and whoever else wants to join, just kind of stream it. Uh, usually about 12 hours of material and it's just kind of repeated, just kind of shuffled at this point. And it's just kind of our own TV station. And so ideally, that channel will be updated every other day or every day uh, from the content that is provided uh, to it from brokensimulation.com. And it's just a way to kind of leap, just go on there, turn it on like a TV. Like you're just turning, turn, back in the day, you just you know, walk by a TV and turn on a station and whatever's on is on. That's kind of the philosophy of it. And then ideally, we'll have a streaming uh, radio station for longer form MP3s as well. So um, that's the idea of it. 
and um, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems to be going pretty well. I'm just doing some test streaming. That's it. Anything I can do to help? I no. mean, like, you know, maybe bang some symbols like a monkey or anything. Just <laughs> just let me know. I'd love to uh, help. I'm all about that. Guys, I have to jump up yep. off. I have two girls. I love these dude. You know, you guys send me emails, and I, I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I love being a part of this. So please keep me uh, apart. And uh, when you break it down for stupid, just let me know, and I'm all in, okay? Absolutely. And uh, just again, for anybody who doesn't know Sam, he's going to be at Spokane Comedy Club July 17th. Then he's going to be at the Tacoma Comedy Club July 18th. Go to samsoverlylive.com. Yeah, Buffalo Helium, I have to add that to my uh, website. Buffalo Helium's uh, not July 9th through 11th. So thank you, guys. I love everybody on here. You do a great job. Charlie, I'm sorry I cut you off that one time. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> That's a, I owe you an we're, amendment. We're going to talk so much shit about you, too, after you got off the phone <laughs> about right, that one incident. About you guys that one are best. Incident. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, <laughs> Rick. You, thank you, Charlie. Thank you, everybody. Bye, Watch you the best. Take care. See you. Take, take care. I am just, uh, I'm just testing the stream and, uh, I'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to stream some stuff over there. D live. Uh, I'll see what happens. I'm just testing, uh, how long I can stream for until something happens until it breaks. So it's all, a, it's all a work in progress. That's it. So. Well, I, I love it. I love, I mean, I'm kind of like in, in Sam's boat where I understand, I understand a little bit of it. I, I, I like the, I get the concept of it for sure, but the technical components of it are, are a bit over my head, but, but still, I, this is something that we, we have to be proactive about and instead of being reactive and like saying, Oh, they took all my stuff down. Now, what am I getting? Like Sam had that problem last fall and it was just like, you know, I don't know that he had um, I think he understood that it could happen, but you know, there's a lot of work backing everything up and doing all this and you know, maybe so that's my really goal is to do an auto backup with this stuff. As I download these videos from Sam's site, um, some of them like hypothetically, some of these are not taken down right away if they become controversial. So I will be able to download them within 24 hours and then ideally move those right over to the interplanetary file system. So they're going to be there. Same with, so everything that I'm scraping and, and getting is going to be archived in some fashion. That's the ultimate goal here is to preserve that. So when Sam or anybody loses something, they're like, holy shit, it's all gone. It's like, nope, it is stored over there and we'll upload it again Perfect. and provide links. Well, and I think that's that will be the draw for a lot of people that want to get involved with this, with their content will be that they'll know that it, in the event that something bad goes down, this is sort of like a external hard drive, so to speak for uh, the way they can think of it as, you know, my, I, I, I give these guys all my content to stream, you know, in addition to my existing site, I, I put it up here with union of the unwanted and then they put it out. But one of the nice things is that they're also, they've got a backup of it as well. So in the event that I need it at some point, I can, so somebody like James Corbett, who, who's got his own thing going on, he may still want to contribute his his content to this because, um, for one, it's another a, another stream for his content to get out for people to find it. But also, it serves a dual purpose as being a, a, a backup system for him as well. So it, it doesn't hurt to have this. this I was actually uh, going to ask him about that yesterday, and I completely forgot that was one of the questions I was going to ask him if he wanted to... Uh, 
you know, join the stream. But one thing, if you if you watch a show enough times, one thing that he constantly runs into is some a listener will email him and say, "Hey, can I do this with your work, or yeah. can I do that?" And he's like, if, "He's like, it's always yes. You can put my stuff anywhere, you know." And and that's yeah. why it, I, I have a very similar thing where I, I always tell people, "Hey, upload it anywhere you want. I don't care. Like it's about sharing." The, the stuff and you know it's different for somebody maybe like Sam or, or it's, well not now but in the past when he was making money off YouTube it, it was a little different he wanted to obviously to get the money for his own videos yeah. but uh, you know if you can find some alternative way of making money like James does it's all listener funded put the stuff out there and just let people spread it like wildfire and that's another great way of kind of bypassing a little bit of, of censorship is just letting people upload it wherever they want so <laughs> Yeah, the the, ne- the next the next phase to this is once I get to a web interface is that anybody who has an account, uh, they're going to have to be some approval processes in place. They'll be able to submit a link to a video to send to the site to be archived and to be played in the channel for the next uh, playlist rotation. And then coupled with that, as each video is played, uh, send out a tweet. It's going to send out a tweet to the uh, union of the unwanted uh, Twitter address so kind of people know what's being played currently on the station. Yeah. So, um, yeah. that, that is, is awesome. like a radio station. That's yeah. kind of cool. That's that's the, you know, hey, we've got, you know, guess what? Or, or it's kind of like TV Guide in a sense. Guess what's coming up later tonight? We're going to have this show, this show, and this show. And you're like, oh, shit, that's cool. So before a... a- show played at or at the same time it would tweet and just say hey this is streaming right now yeah. so if you're on twitter you would you know be whatever watching uh go, or scrolling on twitter and all of a sudden you see a tweet by that twitter account you're like oh crap uh, they're showing a you know obdm uh show right now let me go on the stream and see what's on and like you said just have it on in the background when you tweeted that i put it on in the background and I was for a while. I was listening to my own show, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, why? Why am I still listening to myself right now? I'm like, I hate the way I sound on uh, on on podcasts. But uh, I just found myself just having to play in the background, and it's a great idea if you're a person who wants to listen to alternative media into some different perspectives and, and opinions. It, you just have it play on the background. You don't know what's going to come on next. It could be a show you've never heard, or a old show you haven't heard yet, or whatever it may be. And uh, it's a great idea because that's exactly kind of what we're pushing or and want is people to be exposed to different perspectives and dif- different opinions and, and whatnot. And you know, this censorship stuff is is uh, is getting crazy. And it's it's nice to still have podcasts where, at least for the most part, it seems like you can find some honest discussions about some topics. Um, and with limited, I guess, censorship at the moment with our, our RSS feeds and stuff like that. Uh, in some cases, you know, they still have censorship. But uh, I think it's a better alternative than almost anywhere else. When you look at YouTube, you, when you look at uh, obviously mainstream media or, or going on Google, I mean, if you subscribe to a podcast on, on your podcast app, for the most part, you're getting, you can find some really interesting stuff uh, on there. So we need to keep that alive. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, boy. We should wind this uh, down, guys. I got to go walk my dogs. It's time. It's time. It's time. Let's get out of here. Well, thanks for setting it up, Mike. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. It's easy to yeah, do. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. And keep us updated on all, all this stuff uh, in, in the emails. And like I said, any, any way we can help, we'll, we'll help. Yeah, just promotion so. at this point. I'll, yeah, I keep you guys in the loop. Let you know what's coming up next and where I'm at. 
Uh, maybe next time we get, like, uh, I don't know, Conspiracy Farm guy on, BS. It's nice having Ernest on, but maybe we rotate in, like, another one or yeah. two other people. Oh, Let's yeah, Jeffrey's it. awesome. Yeah, yeah, he'll, and he's uh, he's much like uh, like us three that we're, and, and Sam. We're, he's always down to get together and discuss stuff and, and whatnot. Maybe we'll do another one. We'll talk a little bit about this and just talk about a bunch of other shit because there's a lot going on in the world that we haven't even scratched the surface on. I'm bummed that we didn't get to solve racism in this yeah. call. Cause it I, was I, unfortunate, <laughs> but it, there's always this. next show. Okay, all right. It'll it's, wait. It's, it'll, it's, it's been around a couple hundred years. It'll be there two weeks from now when we do it again. That's fine. All right, everyone. The stream is over. We will talk to everyone next time. All the links in the description for everyone who appeared on this show. So, uh, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya. That's it. Stream over. Cool. Awesome.